reading from the 1984 NIV. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age and she who was said to be barren is in her sixth month for nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. Then we go to verse 46. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in in God my Saviour for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble He has filled the hungry with good things but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever even as he said to our fathers. And as we uh, welcome uh, Carl to to share with us a a Christmas message this morning um, straight after that we will just have one more song called The Trumpet Sound maybe not a a very well-known a carol, uh, but Mary, Mary's song was not so easy to sing this morning, so this one would, would, would do, uh, do well. And then I don't think there's morning tea or coffee after the service. I think it's a good time to just say uh, after the service, say Merry Christmas to everyone and then uh, go off home and prepare your Christmas dinner. So Carl, you can finish off now. Thank you. Everyone's just thinking now about Christmas dinners. Wow. I, no, no, I'm just, I'm just saying that you know now everyone's thinking about what they're going to eat for lunch. Actually, I bought a pudding. I'm, I can't really looking forward to. Uh, I always do dessert, and uh, got this really nice looking pudding. Anyway, is my hair okay? I was a bit worried after that balaclava that my hair, my hair wouldn't be okay. It's, uh, I, I put a lot of effort into it, so. Uh, Well, uh, last night uh, I, play, I played at a, at a carol service at St John's and I don't know if many people went but uh, uh, 
many people from here, but there are a lot of people there uh, in the audience. There was a carols night the other night uh, in the park. Uh, we had a carols night as a church with a few other churches a, a few weeks ago. Uh, Christmas is a time when uh, people love to sing. They love to build out a good Christmas carol. Uh, and even if uh, for the rest of the year you don't have anything to do with church uh, and you don't have, don't have anything to do with Jesus, you might still like to uh, sing a Christmas carol uh, and uh, belt out some of those well-known songs. I've been thinking a lot over the past few months about words of songs, uh, you know, Transformers, uh, Captain Planet, you might remember from the other day, I've been thinking about the words of uh, Justin Bieber songs, so thanks to Adam, who's a, who's a big fan. Uh, and, um, and, and the other day I sang for the first time the song We Wish You a Merry Christmas. I'd never sung that before uh, in my life. Uh, and I was kind of intrigued by the words. Uh, the first verse is obviously, we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Does anyone know what the words of the second verse are? Oh, that, that's, that, that's kind of the chorus. Bring us some figgy puddings and bring some out here, right? And then the third verse. Does anyone know what the third verse is? We won't go until we've got some, that's right. So the song was written originally as kind of a, a caroling song, I think. So you go to the house and, you know, we wish you a Merry Christmas. Now bring us some figgy pudding, you know. And we're not going until you bring us uh, some figgy pudding. Uh, so it's a, you know, it's a kind of a mildly surprising song, really, and, and a, a little bit obnoxious. But, you know, who doesn't like a bit of figgy pudding uh, now and then? But compared with uh, songs like that, Mary's song, to be honest, seems a little bit odd, doesn't it? Uh, in fact, Mary's song seems kind of vaguely militaristic. Uh, you know, there's things about nations being brought down and, uh, you know, people being raised up. The first part seems pretty inoffensive. My soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour, for he's been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. So, you know, Mary starts off, she's saying God's been good to her. Uh, that's, that's fair enough. But then it gets a little bit confronting. Mary goes on to say about God, his mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. Uh, it might seem a little bit odd to us at first what Mary is singing about, but Mary understood something really important uh, about the child that she was going to give birth to. She understood that the birth of her child wasn't just the birth of any baby, uh, uh, just a normal baby, but it was the birth of God's son uh, and God's son who would be king, who would reign over the whole earth and the whole universe. You might have picked that up uh, in some of the words that the angel spoke to Mary. Eric read those before. The angel says, you will be with child and give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be called Great and will be called Son of the Most High. The Lord will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. See, Mary is not just thinking about the birth of a child, she's thinking about the birth of a king who's going to reign uh, forever. 
And actually, when you sit down and, and think about some of the Christmas carols that we sing every year, that's actually a pretty common theme. Uh, listen to these words. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. Uh, or from the last verse of that song, hail the heaven-born prince of peace, hail the son of righteousness. Uh, or these words that uh, we sung before, joy to the world, the Lord has come, let earth receive her king. Mary understood that the birth of Jesus was the birth of God's king and she understood that kings do two things. Kings rule and they rescue and really that's what her song is all about. It's about a king who rules and a king who rescues. She's saying that if people don't recognise the king who rules over the world then they'll be put down. They're opposed to the king. They're the enemies of the king and she says unless people uh, submit themselves to God's king, those people, Mary says, will be scattered. Whole nations will be brought down. Uh, rulers uh, who don't submit to Jesus will be judged by God. Uh, oppressive regimes uh, like the Nazi regime uh, or the regime of Stalin or Pol Pot, uh, those regimes will be judged by God when Jesus comes to judge the living and the dead but also nations like our own, nations which refuse to submit and, to, and refuse to bow to God's King Jesus. Uh, nations like ours will be judged uh, on account of their refusal to submit to Jesus, the Prince of Peace. Uh, there's lots of lovely people in the world, there's lots of kind people in the world who do amazing, uh, amazingly generous acts uh, to all kinds of uh, people less fortunate than themselves. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what great kindness we do to each other, if we refuse to accept the king that God has appointed over his world, then it doesn't matter. God will judge us and condemn us for opposing and waging war against his king. But on the other hand, Mary says that God's king came not just to rule but also to rescue. She says that those who come with empty hands, those who come in humility to God, those who come in humility to Jesus Christ and who trust in him, those people will be raised up and delivered uh, and rescued. Mary says his mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He's brought down rulers from their thrones but he has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. Six weeks ago here at the branch, we looked at another song from another mother, a thousand years before the birth of Jesus. And we found that back then that God was a God of great reversals. This is what Hannah said a thousand years before the birth of Jesus. She said, the Lord brings death and makes alive. He brings down to the grave and raises up. The Lord sends poverty and wealth. He humbles and he exalts. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap. He seats them with princes and has them inherit a throne of honour. In Hannah's day, God was a God of great reversals, lifting up the humble and bringing down the proud. And in Mary's day, God was still a God of great reversals, lifting up the humble and bringing down the proud. And in our day, 
God is still a God of great reversals, lifting up those who humble themselves before Jesus and bringing down those who refuse to submit to him. Uh, At first blush that might seem a little bit uh, vindictive on God's part and might seem a little bit hard line uh, that God brings down his enemies. Uh, It might sound not particularly nice but when we realise the great lengths that God has gone to to raise up the humble, we begin to see the nature and the character and the love of God. You see, the greatest uh, shock, I think, about Christmas uh, is not that God is a God of great reversals. People had known that for years, for a thousand years. Hannah knew that uh, long before Jesus was born, that God lifts up and brings down. The great shock is the great lengths that God has gone to in order to raise the humble up, in order to bring about those great reversals. You see, Jesus' own life is a story of reversal. He came from the glory of heaven to the dishonour of earth. He came from the power to create the universe to the weakness of human flesh. He came from glory and honour that was due to him And he came to people spitting at him. He came from kingly authority to humble service. He came from a glorious everlasting life to a miserable death. And he came from a miserable death to a powerful resurrection life. The uh, the writer Sam Storms captures it well when he writes, The word became flesh. God became human, the invisible became visible, the untouchable became touchable, eternal life experienced temporal death, the transcendent one descended and drew near, the unlimited became limited, the infinite became finite, the immutable became mutable, the unbreakable became fragile, spirit became matter, eternity entered time, the independent became dependent, the almighty became weak, the loved became hated, the exalted was humbled, glory was subjected to shame, fame turned into into obscurity, from inexpressible joy to unimaginable grief, from a throne to a cross, from ruler to being ruled, from power to weakness." Jesus' shame ought to have been our shame. His punishment and death ought to have been our punishment and death. But his life of reversals, his life of glory to shame, his uh, life uh, and death and, and return to life again, all that was for our sake. So that if we trust in him, the great reversals of his life become the great reversals of our life. Our sin brings his death. His holiness covers our sinfulness. His shame brings our honour. His death brings our life. The reversals of his life reverse the course of our life. You can see, uh, I think then, why Mary was so excited, can't you? You know, it's great to have a baby. 
But when you have a child who can reverse the course of the world, that's something else altogether. Mary gave birth to the Son of God, to the Saviour of the world, to the King of the universe. And if we humble ourselves and trust in him, he can raise us up from holiness, uh, from, from unholiness to holiness, from hunger to sufficiency, from death to life and from estrangement to God. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, it's uh, so hard to grasp for our simple minds the gravity of what happened over 2,000 years ago. Lord, how your great son who created our world entered into it, entered into the shame of our world, entered into the sin of our world, entered into the ignominy of our world, entered into the misery and the hardship of our world in order to lift us up and to raise us from death to life, to bring us from alienation to know you and to love you. Lord, thank you that in the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ there is great hope for every single one of us. Lord, we ask that you would enable us by your Holy Spirit Uh, not to reject the Lord Jesus but to come in humble submission and with thanks uh, and love uh, and deep appreciation and joy for his power and his love and his uh, ability to uh, reverse the course of our lives uh, and to draw us near to you again. Father, we pray that as we spend time with our families uh, over Christmas, as we spend time with friends, Lord, we ask that you would help us to remember and be thankful for our great Saviour and King, the Lord Jesus Christ. We ask it in his precious name. Amen.